0: The debate about the efficacy of customer education is an ongoing one, but for Bank of the West, customer education is a priority, and the bank has seen positive reductions in fraud losses as a result of its ongoing customer education efforts. So what are the keys to launching a successful customer education program? Here, David Polino, Enterprise Fraud Prevention Officer at Bank of the West, shares his perspective about fraud awareness, and why getting customers up to speed about emerging cyber threats should play a critical role in any fraud prevention program. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. David, you'll be one of the presenters at next week's Fraud Summit Chicago, where you will address customer education as well as awareness. Why is customer awareness playing such a key role at your bank?
1: Thank you, Tracy. Thanks for the opportunity to answer your questions. Uh, Financial scams take uh, many forms. Some are targeted directly at bank and bank systems, and other are targeted at our customers. And in order for us to have a good partnership in protecting our customers' financial assets, it's important for us to make sure that we have an ongoing dialogue with our customers as well as our internal employees so they know about the financial scams that target our customers in particular so they can have the information that they need to adequately respond to those attacks.
0: So David, what steps has your institution taken to address customer education?
1: Well, we've seen a lot of the uh, classic social engineering scams that started in the real world uh, with phone calls, letters, and and those types of things migrate to the online world. We've seen scams such as the 419 scams, the foreign lottery scams, collection scams targeted against uh, business, and even uh, romance scams, which uh, would take place in the physical world, migrate into the uh, online world. It's important for our customers to understand these issues and uh, be able to protect themselves because in many cases, if they are scammed, they may be financially liable for the losses. But what we've done at our financial institution is we've tried to make sure that we've modified our education so it's more relevant in this day and age. What we've done is we've tried to put together short digestible chunks of information that are convenient to our customers that they can consume on a basis where they're either searching for it or they can come across their eyes on an ongoing basis. And that has involved not only updating our content on our security and fraud centers on our website, but also being actively engaged with our social media team and making sure that our content is finding regular eyes through our social media channels we found that in many cases, our customers are getting information through social media and sometimes just the headline or just, you know, getting the impression is important enough for the thoughts to come across. For example, I might not necessarily like or comment on a, a Facebook post about my aunt traveling to Hawaii, but just by going through my Facebook page, I know and I'm aware that my aunt might be traveling to Hawaii. It's the same way with some of our fraud and the security content that we put on Bank of the West. Because of our presence in social media, we are getting the ideas and the thoughts out and hopefully creating a more informed customer, which means a better customer for us, and whether it's a consumer or a business, healthier customers make for a healthier bank, so we think it's important for all of us.
0: David, how do you see customer education as a compliance issue? Well,
1: there are government regulations through the FFIAc guidance that talk about, amongst other regulations that financial services have, that talk about us being actively engaged in the community and educating our customers. So, we try to make sure that we're inventorying those activities, that we have that information available. That way, when we're being viewed from a regulatory perspective, either th- by our internal auditors or by our regulators, that we can show that we are trying to be thought leaders in the space, not only in getting out there online and social media, also through our community involvement and our our participation in industry conferences as well as uh, with our customer industry groups.
0: And when it comes to some of these compliance or regulatory issues, David, what questions have banking regulators actually asked you about your customer education and awareness programs?
1: One big question that we're asked is, are you being effective? And and how do you know and, and how is management being informed as to the effectiveness of the program? So what we've been doing is we've been making sure that we're tracking quantifiably the activities that we're doing so we have a full inventory of all the efforts that we're doing, both online and offline. And then as there are quantitative metrics that we can use around uh, visitors, impressions, favorites, tweets, shares, comments, you know, post links, views, that we can also report on the success of those to make sure that we're uh, showing that our content is not only being created, it's also being consumed in the environment. And what we have seen is we've seen that as information security issues and fraud issues become mainstream that we get a lot of questions and our content gets a lot more eyeballs. For example, two recent examples is the target breach as well as the heart bleed bug. Uh, We were able to get content on our site quickly after those events. We got a number of phone calls within our contact center, and we were able to put out the, the scripting not only to our contact center and our branches but also online to be able to get the messages out about what our customers really needed to know in a short order. When we have those events, we see that all those metrics that we talked about go up, and we really feel that the content is getting in front of customers appropriately.
0: Where we've seen some of these breaches, such as the target breach, they may actually, in the long run, help to educate customers and ultimately reduce fraud. You've talked a little bit about the ways that you're measuring success of your fraud awareness programs and campaigns with metrics. Can you expand on that a bit?
1: One of the government guidelines says that you need to measure the effectiveness of your online awareness program in the Internet Banking Guidance. Um, And that needs to be done regularly or at least annually. And if you take the exact same methods that you use to measure the effectiveness of your program, when the guidance originally came out a number of years ago, you're probably going to see a significant decrease in page views, page clicks, maybe you're measuring uh, engagement through email volumes and, and those types of things, some of the things that were suggested in the original guidance. But really, the way our customers consume information today has significantly changed with the advent of, of social media. So it's important when you're going through your, the effectiveness of your program that you not only make sure that you have the content out there that you have the information that's relevant based on the, the scams and the issues that customers are seeing today. Uh, but then you're also measuring it in such a way that's relevant in 2014. Some of those things that we talked about. Impressions, how many eyeballs are your uh, messages uh, getting in front of? And then you know, some of them vary by different social media platforms, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, but you have things like favorites, retweets, shares, comments and then click-throughs to the actual content um, itself. These are all different measurements that you can use that can show that your content is is getting out there. And you can also see what's interesting to your customers based on how those different measurements go up, especially uh, related to things that are hitting the media. So it's important when you're evaluating the effectiveness of your program that your uh, quantitative metrics are uh, migrating as appropriate to how customers are consuming information.
0: At next week's summit, David, you'll be offering a case study of your bank's fraud awareness and education campaign. What are some of the points that you plan to hit during your presentation next week?
1: Well, we'll try to walk through our journey a little bit as a financial institution. You know, What, what are the tried and true methods that we should all be doing via the traditional forms of uh, engagement? What are some of the, the other ways that we're trying to get the message out there beyond those traditional mechanisms? And then also try to throw out there some ideas on how the effectiveness of the program can be calculated in a way that's appropriate for a financial services environment. That information is going to be shared with regulators and auditors and uh, and those types of things. Really, we're trying to make sure that not only Bank of the West, but also the industry in general adopts these effective methods in reaching out to our customers because the more informed our customers can be, the less likely they are to fall victim to scams, foreign lottery scams, collection scams, romance scams, um, or any of the other online or offline scams that we're seeing. And the fewer customers that fall victim to those scams is less money in the bad guys' pockets, which makes it better for all of us in the fraud prevention and security business. So we want to make sure that we're doing our best for the community to educate, the population in general and will receive a uh, benefit from it.
0: And David, before we close, could you offer any words of advice for banking institutions that are planning to attend the event next week? What types of questions should they be asking themselves now in advance of the summit?
1: Well, they may be thinking about uh, what mechanisms that the bank has in place that they can take advantage of. Social media for the sake of security and fraud education is probably not you know, the most compelling business case. but. Other areas within the bank may be uh, utilizing social media for other types of business and revenue-generating activities. How can you be included in those types of things? So instead of trying to build new infrastructure to get the content and get the word out, how can you take advantage of not only the internal subject matter experts to create the content, which is important to, to be original and relevant to your audience but then also how can you take advantage of the existing corporate infrastructure for getting that message out in such a way that's economical, beneficial, and is going to be effective.
0: David, I'd like to thank you again for your time this afternoon. Thank you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from David Polino of Bank of the West. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.